At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is hour number two of the Greg Peterson Experience. Coming up next hour, so once we've got midnight Pacific time, that means that all the continental 48 states have a Saturday. We're going to be going hard and heavy on the college football betting board. Unfortunately, we don't have any more baseball. A little bit of a bummer that that season is now done, but. When one season ends, another one begins. You heard it in the first hour. If you wanted missing it, wound up giving out my thoughts when it came to the Atlantic 10, the Big 10, and the Big East. Got a little bit fired up about Creighton being listed at 100 to 1 and DePaul at 25 to 1. So, if you want anything, vsin.com, all the podcasts, they are always there. Our great production team always puts up the podcast. Oliver is doing some terrific work. I know that my producer, Wyatt, is bringing it day in and day out. Nick does an absolutely terrific job. Apparently, is an animal out there on the recreational basketball floor as well. That was a little bit funny, but he does a great job as well. Brad, all of you guys do an absolutely terrific job. So I do appreciate that. And I appreciate the fact that the gentlemen that wind up doing this for a living as well, they are providing a lot of value. Because when it comes to the NBA, Wanda mentioning this a little bit in the first hour, unders are just coming through like wildfire right now. You wound up seeing one over in the NBA on third on Friday. So for some of you guys, that's last night. For those of you guys out here in the Pacific time zone, that's tonight. You just wound up seeing a whole bunch of unders. And we're going to be diving into the slate in a few minutes. But just want to take a look back as to everything that we wound up seeing because we wound up seeing a big, giant anomaly in the NBA Friday night. That would be the fact that Damian Lillard wound up having four points, and it's been a little bit cold for him because we're going to be seeing this team as part of one of those back-to-backs. But when it comes to Portland Trailblazers, they were bet up from being right around a four-point favorite to a six-point favorite. You saw a couple three-and-a-halves along the way. So if you wound up diving in on this pre-flop with regards to the overnight number, you were able to get a push slash a win. If you wound up taking this more towards the daytime on Friday, and you wound up taking the Pacers, you wound up getting there. If you wound up taking the Blazers, was a little bit of a different spot, but this is another one of those games that wound up going under, and if you're taking a look at the NBA right now, we've seen for the season, and I get this from covers, 85 unders to 45 overs. That is a 65.4% rate to the under. If you have bet unders and unders only at minus 110 juice for the season, you are up right now about 40 units. It is absolutely insane. 
you just can't look anywhere else until you see otherwise. I mean, this is an NBA in which you wind up having a couple rule changes in the offseason. And I was talking with Oliver, one of the gentlemen that does just a terrific job around here. He told me that he was doing a great job when it came to being able to bet on the NBA because it's something I talk about as well. The NBA is a game that is full of runs, and you want to be able to embrace that. Rather than just getting frustrated because you wind up betting something pre-flop, and you wind up having your team go from up 12, and then they wind up blowing the lead, and then they're up 10 again, and then they wind up blowing the lead, and you're just sweating all throughout, take a look in-game. Because when it comes to the NBA, out of all the major sports, everything that I've found, and this includes college basketball as well, because in college basketball, I think it's more often than not that when a team winds up getting a big lead, the other team just winds up packing it in for the night. They're unable to make a run. And just with college kids in general, I just noticed that the teams that they wind up getting up, they continue to put the pedal to the metal. In the NBA, you don't have that. A team that is down 15 points in the NBA, they are still very live. They're still good to be able to make a run for you. Obviously, in the NFL, you do wind up seeing a couple cutbacks because in this day and age, you do wind up having the ball get aired out a little bit more. But out of all the sports, I think the one that is most lucrative when it comes to being able to bet it in-game, it is the NBA. And we've just seen that time and time again play out. Now, when it comes to the Lakers versus the Portland Trailblazers game that we're going to be seeing, for Saturday, there is currently no lineup just because when it comes to a lot of these teams that they do wind up coming off of a back-to-back, typically you're not going to find a lineup until the morning because you never know if someone winds up getting injured. You never know what's going to be happening with that regard. And a lot of these games, you do notice in the NBA if there is some injury concerns, they just aren't going to be lined in general, even if it's not off of a back-to-back because you never know if Versed X winds up riding the roller coaster and they break every bone in their body to use the good old dodgeball term, but it is a game in which I think it's a little bit suspect, but with the Portland Trailblazers, it's tough to get a read on them because Damian Lillard has been, let's call it what it is, not necessarily putting the ball in the basket right now, but he's still been able to facilitate. I mentioned the fact that he only wound up having four points in the game against the Indiana Pacers on Friday. He still wound up having 11 assists, and on the original number, it was a push. And you just take a look at this Lakers team. They are all sorts of banged up. They wound up not just not being able to cover in the game without LeBron James on Thursday. They lost outright to a Thunder team that, let's call it what it is, they are one of the worst NBA teams I've seen in quite a while. They've got... Both of their wins right now against Lakers and against everyone else, they're getting dump trucked on a night-in-and-night-out basis. And when you take a look at the NBA in general, fading a lot of these teams that were towards the top of the odds board when it came to odds to be able to win the championship, it has been quite lucrative for you. The Bucks are a little bit of an intriguing team in that they are 500 straight up, but they're also 500 against the spread. You take a look at a team like the Brooklyn Nets, for example. They wind up being able to get the win on Friday, but they were unable to cover the spread. A lot of this is because I do think that the Pistons were a little bit inaccurately priced because first couple games of the season, they were without Kate Cunningham. Kate Cunningham has come back, and just in the last two games, you've noticed that it's now actually Kate Cunningham. It's not the guy that was playing with a little bit of an injury. He's been able to acclimate himself to the NBA. He is now all good to go. So I do think that there's going to be quite a bit of value moving forward in taking the points with the Pistons, even though straight up they certainly have not been yielding anything for your bankroll whatsoever, considering they're 1-8 straight up, but they were able to get the cover in that. You've noticed it with the LA Lakers. 2-7 and seven against the spread. They've been halfway respectable straight up, and it's just one of those things with the NBA. You're not able to put a lot of stock into a lot of these early season games because you notice it with the NBA more so than any other sport, even baseball, because baseball, no doubt, it winds up having the longest regular season, 162 games, but just on any given night, some of these guys, they, I'm not going to say that they're not trying because I always think that these guys are trying, but they're sort of going through the motions. Maybe they wound up having a little bit of a late night, something like that, and it's really prevalent in the NBA more so than I would say any other sport. You just wind up seeing some of these teams that they're terrific. They wind up sleepwalking a little bit and it causes things to be very tricky, especially when you wind up getting these back-to-backs, which is why you're finding something like Lakers versus Trailblazers. It's a game that is presently off the board. A game that is currently on the board and something that we are able to take a look at. That'd be the Nuggets versus the Houston Rockets game and the Rockets they're finding themselves as a big underdog, and rightfully so. Denver is right now laying 10.5 points pretty much across the board. You are seeing a couple of 
varying numbers when it comes to the total. I'm seeing as low as a 217 and as high as a 219. So this is one that is going a little bit all over the place, but it's really hard for me to be able to back the Rockets to tell further notice. This is just a team that they are clearly gutted. You just remember a few years ago, this is a team that, I mean, they were very close to being able to knock off the Golden State Warriors in the semifinals of the Western Conference. And now they sit here at 1-7. and seven. They are clearly just tearing it down in the regards to their sale. They wound up selling off the streamers that they used to advertise the sale as well. This is just a complete and utter new-look Rockets team. And for the Nuggets, it is a team that they've been dealing with quite a few injuries just in the last 12 months in general. But this is a bunch of which I really do like moving forward. Obviously, you got the reigning MVP and Nikolai Jokic. He's been able to bring in night in and night out. Now, you do want to keep in mind that Jamal Murray, he is still off the floor. He's been dealing with that injury that wound up pampering him towards the back half last season and keeping him out. But the guy that I really look at when it comes to the Nuggets, wound up having a little bit of a lackluster postseason. And here in the first half of the regular season, hasn't necessarily been able to find the form that he wound up having more towards, I would say, like the February, March sort of range. That'd be Michael Porter Jr. I think that him being able to emerge would be very big for this team. For his career, he's right around a 42% three-point shooter. He's only shooting about 21.5% from three. I attribute this to a little bit of a small sample size. Guy's been a little bit cold, as a matter of fact. He has not made a three in each out of the last three games that he's wound up playing in, so that has not necessarily been too terrific, but under the radar as well when it comes to Denver Nuggets is the fact that you've got Will Barton, and Will Barton has been able to pick up the slack a lot for the fact that you haven't been able to get a lot out of Porter Jr. He's been very consistent, shooting right around 37% for three, 15 points, four rebounds, four assists, just a guy that does a little bit of everything for you. You tell that when he wound up having his off game against the Memphis Grizzlies on the road a few days ago, that was a little bit tough for them, but he was able to bounce back and he was able to give a good performance, and I think that that does provide the Nuggets with a lot of value here in this game, and you just... You take a look at the Rockets. They're trying to find anything at this point. Jalen Green is someone that comes in very highly touted. I think that he's going to be able to have himself a solid career in general, but I would not be looking at him when it comes to odds to be able to win Rookie of the Year. I do think that there's actually a lot of value on Chris Duarte, especially with Malcolm Brogdon being a little bit banged up for the Pacers. I feel like he's going to be able to rack up some big numbers here early on during the season. And Jalen Green is someone that we've already seen a couple nice dunks from. He's going to have some big numbers, but he's on a team that, let's call it what it is, they're just absolutely terrible right now. They're not lending you a lot of value straight up. They're not lending you a lot of value against the spread. They're right now starting Jay Sean Tate and I mean, I just take a look at it, and the fact that Jay Sean Tate is starting on an NBA roster, to me, is just sad, and actually getting points as well. I remember watching him at Ohio State, and I thought he was a little bit of an enigma, personally, and now here he is in the NBA, and he's getting minutes with the Rockets, and that is not a place in which you want your organization to be, and it once again goes to my point a little bit earlier. It's something where... The players are always trying their hardest. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, but sometimes they might be going through the motions. And when I use the word tanking, I don't mean that the players aren't going to go out there and they aren't going to try their hardest. It's the organization in general. And when it comes to the organization of the Rockets, they are not trying to get wins here in the 2021-22 season. They're trying to get some ping-pong balls in the hopper. The NBA has tried their darndest to try to mitigate that, but it's still not successful even though it is a big number, would certainly be taking a look at the Denver Nuggets. And we've got quite a few other games on the NBA betting board for Saturday to touch upon. And we're going to be doing that next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on the, on the Sports Betting Network, VSIN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bets emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every single game, plus access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for just $22 a month, so sign up now. VSIN.com slash subscribe as we're back here in lovely Circa, the Sportsbook and Resort. It is the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get you guys caught up on what we wound up seeing in college football on Friday as well before we wind up taking a little bit of a deep dive as to everything that we're going to be seeing on the NBA betting board on Saturday. Wound up diving into a few games, so we're going to be cleaning that up in a second. But if you wind up taking the Utah versus Stanford game, Hopefully you wound up digging Utah and the over because, well, Utah wound up completely dump trucking Stanford. This by a count of 52 to 7. The closing total was anywhere between 51 and a half and 52. So Utah got there all by themselves. You wound up seeing the team get three different rushers into north of 100 yards. Six total touchdowns as Stanford, well, the Cardinal, they got completely trampled in this one. And then you wound up seeing a home underdog or what began as a home underdog, this wound up being a big, giant move because Virginia Tech opens up right around a three-point favorite. They were there overnight last night. They wind up closing as more between. They pick them to a one-point favorite, and Boston College, as the underdog, they wind up getting it done, and the total, that wound up going up from 46.5 to 51. Well, it didn't matter if you had 46.5 or 51. Wound up going very harmlessly under the total, 17-3, the final in this one, but getting back to the NBA. As I always advise, before I wind up diving into the NBA, always consider your options in-game as well because even though I might like something like Team X laying a few points, typically when you wind up betting in-game when it comes to the NBA, you're able to get a little bit of a better number. So that is something that I always do think is something that, if at all possible, you want to be exploring. But I think that this game is going to be very intriguing. You got the Phoenix Suns, and they're going to be taking on the Atlanta Hawks. Now, I don't know if this is going to have anything when it comes to on-the-court presence or anything like that. But as we know, the Phoenix Suns, they are dealing with the investigation when it comes to ownership, the front office, what have you, just of bad situations in general. Not something that you're really going to be taking a look at in terms of this type of show. What you want to take a look at, is that going to have any sort of impact on the Suns moving forward when it comes to their actual encore product? And I personally don't think so because you've got a headstrong guy in Chris Paul who I think is going to be able to do a great job of being able to rally the troops. And you take a look at this Hawks team. They just have not been impressive in general. I do think that this is a number that it looks relatively right because you just take a look at Trey Young in general. He is someone that he's a little bit of a hot and cold guy just with his game in general. He has been able to do a solid job of being able to make his threes, but at the same time, when he's not making them, he's just a little bit of a liability out there on the court now. He's become a better and better passer as well. You take a look at 
the game that he wound up having a few nights ago against the Jazz. He winds up going 0-4 from three-point range. He was still able to give the team 20-plus points. He was still able to dole out seven assists. So that has been really a coming of age with regards to Trey Young's game. So even when he's not making threes, and boy, this year he has not been shooting right around 25.5% from distance, he still is able to give you a little bit of something. So I do think that that is big with the Hawks, but when it comes to Atlanta, I just don't know how they're going to be able to contain DeAndre Aiden down low. You do have John Collins, who does a nice job of being someone that's a little bit more versatile. And then you do have Clint Capella, because Capella does a good job as pretty much, for lack of a better term, being a designated rebounder. But when it comes to actually manning up and defending people one-on-one, trying to prevent actual buckets, he doesn't necessarily do the best job there. So I do think that that is something to take a look at. And then you got Devin Booker. Someone in which has been able to do a good job this year of being able to right the ship a little bit because he wound up having a rough go of it from three-point range to begin the year. You take a look in his last five games, he's been able to do a little bit of a better job from distance. So that is a big reason why you wound up seeing the Suns get off to a little bit of a cold start. Now they have been able to win three games in a row. You've seen Devin Booker really be able to refine his shot. So I do think that the Suns might have a little bit of value here as right around about a four and a half to a five point favorite. But this is one in which I'd be taking a look at in game. Maybe you wind up seeing Trey Young wind up hitting a couple threes at the beginning of the game. You wind up seeing the Suns go from a five point favorite to more like a one possession sort of favorite. That is something that I think would be very intriguing to me when it comes to this matchup because I do think that this is going to be a game that could wind up involving a bunch of runs and then another game that I think is going to be of intrigue as well. It's going to be this Bulls versus the 76ers game because when it comes to the Chicago Bulls, they wind up getting off to a very good start. You just wonder if they're going to be able to maintain. I know that there was a lot of fanfare coming into the season about the Bulls and as we know, the Philadelphia 76ers have had a little bit of an interesting time of things in general. You've got a Bulls team that is finding themselves in a lot of spots right around a, about a three and a half point favorite. Total on this game, you're going to be getting in anywhere between a 211 to a 211.5. And I do think that the Bulls are a for real team, but I just still question whether the injury to Zach Levine is going to be something that's going to be hampering him or not because he has been able to relatively for the most part, play through it, and it's looked relatively solid, but it is something that I feel like could wind up catching up to him if he winds up playing on it a lot, so that is something that has me just with a little bit of pause in general. Now, obviously, when it comes to the 76ers, you always have pause when it comes to this team as well because you know that Joel Embiid is good for missing about 20 games every single year. He always seems to have a little bit of an ailment that he is dealing with, and Tobias Harris is going to be out for this game as well. Ben Simmons, he's not on the floor right now. We just have no idea what's going on with that. Are the 76ers ever going to wind up giving him a start again? That is something that you do want to take a look at. But the guy that has really been able to step up for the 76ers while they've been dealing with so much, that'd be Tyrese Maxey. Maxey was very solid at being able to make some threes at Kentucky a few years ago. He took a little bit of time to be able to find his game. Last year wasn't necessarily the world's greatest for him, but here in his sophomore campaign, has really been able to find it. 14-plus points in four of the team's last five games has been a relatively solid three-point shooter, making about 35% of his shots from distance. So he has been able to give this 76ers bunch a little bit of a spark. And then when you take a look at some of the ancillary pieces for the Chicago Bulls, what I think is going to be hurting them moving forward is the fact that the guy that they had so much promise for, a guy that they thought was going to be able to really make some noise, that would be Pat Williams. He is going to be out for the foreseeable future. He's going to be out a few months now. You still do wind up having DeMar DeRozan, and he's going to be the best pure scorer out there in the floor, in my opinion, not named Joel Embiid. But when it comes to Nikolai Vucevic, as we know, the Bulls wound up acquiring him at the deadline last year. He wasn't necessarily able to find himself. This year, he's been able to look like more of the Vucevic that we wound up seeing in Orlando. He's doing a good job of being able to dole out the ball as a big man. He's giving you 11 rebounds per game. As a matter of fact, he's had a double-double in two of the team's last three games. And in each of the last three, he's been able to pull down a double-digit amount of rebounds. So he's been able to do a nice job for this bunch. But when it comes to some of the guys that are sort of in the background, like a Troy Brown Jr., what are you going to be able to get out of these guys that do need to fill a couple minutes? I don't know if it's necessarily going to be too much. So this would be one in which 
especially if the Bulls wind up getting out to a very early lead because they do have a much improved Lonzo Ball when it comes to his three-point shooting. It is something that I'd be taking a look at. And when it comes to the 76ers up in general, I do think that it is very beneficial that you now have a guy in Andre Drummond that we know that he's a little bit of an offensive liability, but he's silently shooting 71% at the free-throw line. I mean, we always joke about his free-throw shooting, but he's been able to come in. He's been able to do a relatively solid job of being able to give you a little bit more of something when it comes to that end of the floor has actually been able to become a little bit of a better passer as well. So that has been something that has been very good for the 76ers. Seeing them here as north of a three-point underdog, I do think that that is something that is very appealing and just something that I wound up hitting on a little bit in general. You're going to be finding a couple of these games. You're not going to be able to bet on them overnight when it comes to the NBA, whether it be the back-to-backs, like we're seeing that in the case of Lakers versus the Portland Trailblazers. You've also got a couple injury concerns when it comes to a game more like Utah Jazz versus Miami Heat. Always keep that in mind. So it does make the NBA a little bit more difficult to handicap. It makes it, for lack of a better term, the Wild Wild West. I'm sure that many of you guys that you wind up betting on first fives in baseball, you can relate to this, right? When the number winds up getting posted, Sometimes it just becomes a mad grab to be able to get that when it comes to college basketball. That always happens when you wind up getting into these non-conference tournaments as well. So always do wind up keeping that in mind. But when it comes to the NBA, I do think that you've got a couple of valuable favorites when it comes to the Denver Nuggets along with the Phoenix Suns. But I do think that the Philadelphia 76ers, they are going to be able to lend a little bit of value. And we've just seen it in general. You, I cannot hit on this enough. The fact that right now in the NBA... 65% of games have went under this year. That has got to be your read. You don't want to necessarily be blind betting this or anything like that, but when you wind up seeing a trend of 65% of games going one way or the other when it comes to the total, it clearly means that something is probably going to be getting adjusted relatively soon. And we're going to be adjusting right here on the Greg Peterson Experience coming up next because we've got all forms of football that are going to be coming up for just an absolutely jam-packed weekend. We're going to be hitting on a lot of college football when it comes to the final hour of this program. But coming up next, we've got to be taking a look at the NFL. DraftKings always does a great job when it comes to their props, when it comes to highest and lowest scoring games. So we're going to be taking a look at that next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN midseason football special is here for only $99. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of the NFL playoff. Daily best bets, emails, 24 7 video streaming, betting splits for every single sport, point spread weekly plus in-depth data and analysis on vcin.com and the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. I have filed all my work with that, so you'll be seeing my breakdown of all 358 D1 college basketball teams within the next seven days, so have no fear there. This is a great deal, and you get all that plus everything else for just $99 a month, so that is at vsin.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. We're out here from Circa. It is Greg Peterson on the Sports Betting Network. And you know what is a whole lot of fun to bet on? Football. When it comes to midnight Pacific time. So for those of you guys out there on the East Coast, that'll be 3 a.m. Eastern. So about 30 minutes or so. Going to be going hard and heavy. Just taking a look at the Saturday College Football Betting Board. Give you guys some picks and analysis on everything from the games involving Power 5 schools and Always like to stray a little bit off the beaten path as well, so we're going to have some fun there. But when it comes to the NFL Sunday action that we're going to be seeing, obviously, throughout the weekend, we're going to be taking a look at all these games. But something that's always a lot of fun is just taking a look at the games in general that might be a little bit of anomalies. When it comes to DraftKings, they do a great job posting up games that they think are going to be the highest scoring games and the lowest scoring games of the week. Here in the first segment, we're going to be hitting on the highest scoring games. On the other side, we're going to be taking a look at the lowest scoring games. But when it comes to the game that they think is going to be the highest scoring this weekend, at plus 475, the Titans and the Rams come in at number one. I will tell you why I don't necessarily agree with that. And then from there, you wind up having your 
number two and number three games be Chargers at Eagles and Vikings at Ravens. Both of these are at plus 650. At plus 750, you've got Broncos versus Cowboys. And then at plus 850, you've got the Packers versus the Chiefs. Also at plus 850, you've got yourself Bills and Jags. And and then from there, you wind up having everything at 10 to 1 or greater. Browns versus Bengals. Raiders versus Giants are 10 and 11 to 1, respectively. Texans versus Dolphins. Find that at 12 to 1. 13 to 1, you've got Cardinals versus the 49ers. And then 22 to 1, Falcons at Saints. And if you're a bold soul at 25 to 1, Patriots versus the Panthers. And hey, there might be a little bit of value there might be a little bit of value there at 25 to 1 because when it comes to Patriots, we remember a few weeks ago the 50 spot they were they were able to put up on the Jets, 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 Jets. But I mentioned it. The fact that I do not know why the Titans versus Rams are at a plus 475. You just take a look at the Titans and I just have a fear that their offense is just going to be in a little bit of disarray. You wind up losing Derek King Henry and he was doing it all for this team. It was absolutely amazing what we were seeing from him. He was on pace for north of 2,000 yards. And I think that Ryan Tannehill is a rock-solid quarterback ever since he's gotten into Tennessee. You take a look at his numbers, and he's got the numbers of a top-10 quarterback. So, I mean, you take a look at the name Ryan Tannehill, and you don't necessarily think that this guy is a stud. And he has been a little bit lax so far this year. 10 touchdowns and 7 interceptions. You expect a little bit better from him, but especially when it comes to this Rams defense. I just cannot wind up taking a look at this game because with the Rams, they have let up a couple points in a couple of the past weeks. You wind up seeing that cold start that they wound up getting off to with the Lions. And it's much like a baseball pitcher when it comes to the Rams as well because it feels like with their defense, because you wind up having some baseball pitchers that you've got a guy like Max Scherzer who's so dominant, but it always felt like in the first inning you would always give up that one solo home run. And maybe it's just an L.A. thing, but... I think that there could be a spot in which you wind up seeing the Rams. They wind up being thrown off a little bit by the Titans in the first drive or two because the Titans wind up changing some things up. And then from there, they wind up being able to buckle down. But this is just not a game that I'd be willing to take a look at for scoring. I would need a lot better than plus 475. I think that the Packers versus the Chiefs game is very interesting because you've got the whole ordeal of Aaron Rodgers. He is out due to COVID-19. You've got all the memes out there about him showing the McLovin license and everything like that. But when it comes to the Chiefs defense, they have just not stopped a soul all season long. And if you're looking for an ideal spot for Jordan Love, because I'm certainly going to be taking a look at the points when it comes to the Green Bay Packers, not just because I am a proud native of the great state of Wisconsin and grew up 45 minutes away from Green Bay, but because this is a Chiefs defense that you take a look at them, there is bad defense. And then there's historically bad defenses. And the Chiefs are right now coming in more towards historically bad, allowing over 400 yards per game. They were able to find a little bit of something in their last game against the New York football Giants. But other than that game, the only other team that they've held to below 27 points so far this year, that was their game against the Washington football team. So, I mean, really, other than games involving teams from the NFC least, they have not necessarily been able to do a great job. Meanwhile, the Packers, you take a look at this defense, and it has been really, really good aside from that week one game against the New Orleans Saints, but they're going to have to face off against Patrick Mahomes and company. And with Mahomes, I do think that he's going to be able to get things figured out when it comes to this offense. Now, the Chiefs are going to need to get a little bit more from the ground game ever since Clyde Edwards-Alaire wound up going on injured reserve. It certainly has been a very tough spot for him. He is going to be out once again. It looks like he's getting a little bit closer to return, so perhaps you wind up seeing him come back next week, but this week you're certainly not going to be seeing him out there on the field, but when it comes to this Packers team as well, you also want to note that this is a bunch in which they have been dealing with a lot of moving parts when it comes to their receiving core. Speaking of COVID-19, they were without their star wide receiver last week as well. You're going to be getting back all of the complimentary pieces. Marquez Valdez-Scanley, a little bit of a deep threat for this team. He was able to take a little bit of pressure off of this bunch as they've got one of the most dominant forces out there in Devontae Adams, who, even with missing the game last week, has cracked up right around 750 yards. No doubt he's a target of Jordan Love. At plus 850, I don't think I would be able to pull the trigger, but at the very least, I can see where the folks over there at DraftKings are coming from. The game I'd be taking a look at is Bills versus Jags, and the reason why I take a look at this game is because I think that the Bills could wind up putting up six touchdowns all by themselves. I mean, this is a Jaguars team that they are 
perhaps one of the worst coach teams in the history of football. And it is so clear that Urban Meyer is there for the paycheck and the paycheck only. He shows absolutely no emotion when his team gets just completely dumb trucked. When it comes to the continental 48 states, the Jaguars have not won in over 400 days. They won across the pond. They were able to get the win a few weeks ago, but I do take a look at the Jaguars and they do have a couple redeeming qualities about this offense. Now, not really any of them are through the air, as you've seen Trevor Lawrence just give the ball away left and right, but because Trevor Lawrence is throwing so many interceptions, that gives you a little bit of an option for a pick six as well, and points, it doesn't matter if they come on offense, if they come on defense, if it comes to the special teams, those wind up counting for you as well, but you take a look at the Jaguars, and they actually do have a running back that I do like when ATM wound up going out for the season due to injury. I was a little bit nervous about them, and... This is something that you do want to monitor. James Robinson is questionable for this game, but whenever Robinson has been out there for the Jags, and he wound up being limited to just four carries in the team's last game against the Seattle Seahawks, but he's been able to take the top off of defenses. He's been able to lend a little bit of something. No question, Josh Allen has been absolutely amazing for this team. He's done a great job of just being able to rein it in, not trying to do a little bit too much, because you're going to notice that he's got 17 touchdowns and three interceptions. It's not like he's got one of the highest averages when it comes to per completion in the world. He just does a good job of not beating himself. And now he can air it out a little bit against a Jaguar secondary that, let's call it what it is, they aren't very good. And even with the Jags, I do think that as the season goes along, Trevor Lawrence is going to get a little bit more comfortable when it comes to the offense. And it's not like he's completely bereft of weapons. You do take a look at the Robinson injury. That is going to hurt them. But even if you do wind up having Carlos Hyde in the backfield, I know that there are varying opinions when it comes to Mr. Hyde. He's been an up-and-down player, to say the least. But you still do have, on the outside, Mar- Marvin Jones Jr. along with LaViscus Chenault. Chenault is one of the more underrated wide receivers, in my opinion, when it comes to Jones. This is someone that we wound up seeing very early on in his career. Just establish himself in general. He's gotten a little bit up there, but when he had those years in Detroit, he had a couple years in which he was getting darn near a thousand yards receiving. I think that you know he wound up having one a thousand yard receiving season, but just year after year, he was always good for like 800, 900 yards, be a good possession style wide receiver, give you a couple touchdowns. So I think that that's going to be able to help out Trevor Lawrence moving forward. This is just a Jaguars defense I don't necessarily subscribe to, and the Bills are better on defense this year. Bringing in Greg Russo has given them a little bit more of a pass rush. That has been able to give them a lot of assistance. But at the same time, I still do have a couple questions when it comes to this Bills defense as well. The secondary can sometimes be a little bit hit or miss. I do think that the Jags are starting to give you a little bit more on offense and on defense. I think it's just going to be the Ole style. And when it comes to the Bills, I mean, you just take a look at this offense. They've been racking up the points. Nearly 33 points per game. They are just a team that they cannot be slowed down. 26 points in each out of the last five weeks, even their loss against the Tennessee Titans. It was not really the fault of the offense. So I think that when it comes to highest scoring game that we're going to be seeing on Sunday, and keep in mind, it is for Sunday, so that mitigates the Monday night football game. The Monday night football game is not included in there. I think Bills versus Jags at plus 850. That lends a lot of value. We've taken a look at the highest scoring games. Now let's dive a little bit more into the lowest scoring game. I think that this is going to be a fun one to look at, and that is going to be up next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back here on VSIN, the sports betting network for the Greg Peterson experience coming at you from Circus Sportsbook. In the last segment, we wound up touching upon some of the games that might be the highest scoring in the NFL this Sunday. And have no fear for those of you guys that love college football. Once we wind up hitting midnight Pacific time, so in about 15 minutes, once all the continental 48 states are on officially Saturday, we're going to be going hard and heavy for that final hour into just everything that we're going to be seeing in general. And here on VSIN, we're going to have you covered wall-to-wall all throughout what is going to be a tremendous college football Saturday. But got to take a look at everything that's going to be going down on Sunday while I'm taking a look at the highest-scoring games that we are likely going to be seeing in the NFL this week. And now we take a look at the lowest-scoring games, and this is something that is offered by DraftKings. I think that's really awesome. And also keep in mind that when it comes to these odds, it does take out the Monday Night Football game. So... The Monday Night Football game is a little bit of standalone. This is just the odds to have the lowest scoring game on Sunday and Sunday only. But taking a look at the game that has the shortest odds to be the lowest scoring game, that would be Patriots and Panthers. That is at plus 425. From there, you wind up having a team that's relatively close on their heels. That would be the Falcons and the Saints game. That is at plus 450. You've got Cardinals and 49ers at a plus 750 at a plus 850. Giants and Raiders, Dolphins and Texans, that is 9-1. to one. You've got a 10-1, to one, the Browns versus the Bengals, and then you wind up having a 12-1. to one. Packers versus Chiefs, 13-1 to one is Bills versus Jags. At Eagles versus Chargers, that is 14-1, along with Broncos versus Cowboys. 15-1 is the Vikings and Ravens, and the Titans and Rams clocking at 22-1. I want to make the case in the last segment as to why Rams versus Titans should not be the shortest shot, but at 22-1, can't necessarily advise anything there, just with the way that the Titans in general have played on defense. Now, obviously, you wound up seeing the Titans a few weeks ago hold down the Kansas City Chiefs, and they are going to be in quite a bit of transition with the offense. Not having Derrick Henry out there is absolutely brutal, but I just take a look at this in general, and I think the clear play here is Texans versus Dolphins. You just take a look at this game in general. It does look like Tyrod Taylor is going to be able to get out there on the field for the Texans, but we've just been seeing it with the Miami Dolphins in general. This is an offense that has not necessarily been able to function very well. It doesn't matter if it's Jacoby Brissett, Tua Tagovailoa. At this point, you could probably throw out their Cleo Lemon, and you'd probably be getting a lemon on offense. So it just has not necessarily been great because you haven't been able to get a lot going on the ground. Miles Gaskin is someone that I feel like has been underutilized whenever he's been out there on the field for this Dolphins team. Got to feel like he's been dealing with a couple of injuries because, I mean, they've given them the rock 15 times or fewer in each out of the last five weeks has been a little bit befuddling to me that the Miami Dolphins have now looked to him for a couple more carries. I actually do like his overall upside, but they just haven't used him much in general. And Tua is someone that is just a little bit of a drive killer when it comes to some of the turnovers that he's had this season. You can tell that the efficiency is not necessarily there. He is someone that I think is going to be winding up playing in this game. There are some reports that he might be questionable for this game, but I would you like this? game even more if you wind up having Jacoby Brissett or Tua Tagovailoa. I think either way, you're looking at a game that's going to be relatively low scoring. And then when it comes to the Texans in general, what do you have with this team? You've got absolutely nobody that's able to move the ball on the ground. They wound up now trading away Mark Ingram, so that, no question, is not going to be able to help 
this team out in general. But then you take a look at Tyrod Taylor, and I know that there are a lot of people that they are very bullish on him. It does look like he's going to be able to get the start. I know that he was practicing last week. He's been able to get out there on the practice field a little bit more this week. But you just take a look at his track record, and it's not necessarily too great. In the two years that he wound up having with the Chargers, he just wound up getting Wally Pipp, for lack of a better term, for Justin Herbert last year. We all remember the Cleveland Browns wound up giving him a couple starts. They wind up in that Thursday night football game against the Jets, wind up pivoting course. And what was really just killer for his career is that he had things rolling, and then they wound up, while he was at Buffalo, subbing him out for Nate Peterman, who I always wound up calling Nate Pickerman because that's all he wound up throwing was picks. And that's just something that was a little bit of a derailer. I take a look at both of these defenses, and you got a little bit of something when it comes to the Miami Dolphins. No question, I expected a lot more when it comes to this defense, but when it comes to raw talent and raw talent alone, you are looking at a Miami Dolphins defense that I think that they're going to be able to provide a little bit of pressure in that front seven. You've got Xavier Howard, who has been banged up quite a bit this year. He's back out there on the field. Jason McCourty still up for this bunch, but I do think that they're going to be able to do a good job of being able to sign me the Texans a little bit, so I think that that's a little bit of a clear play. When it comes to the game with the shortest odds in the Panthers versus the Patriots. I do think that this is going to be a little bit of a relatively low-scoring game as well, but I just feel like both of these teams have a little bit of, for lack of a better term, hidden power, because when it comes to Sam Darnold, he's actually already got five rushing touchdowns so far this year. The Panthers were able to look a little bit better last week in which they were able to get off the shine with that losing streak against the Atlanta Falcons, a team that they're in a little bit of disarray themselves. Now you do take a look at the Panthers, and it's a bunch of they've scored 19 points or fewer in three of the last four weeks, but it seems like the Patriots offense is really starting to find it with the Mac attack. Mac Jones has been able to do a good job of really being able to find himself. You knew that Bill Belichick would be able to find a way to be able to get the most out of him, and you just take a look at him. Only one interception in the last three weeks. It's not necessarily that he's putting up monster numbers. If you go back to that game against the Jets, the game in which they wound up scoring 54 points, he had two touchdowns in that game. I mean, it's a solid performance, but it's not something that you'd necessarily expect from a team that was able to put up 54 points. And I think what really helps out this team is that they're able to get scoring in a wide variety of ways. The Patriots just year in and year out. They do a great job when it comes to their special teams. You know that they're going to be able to hold up at the point of attack on defense, but I think that they might wind up having a little bit of a tough time being able to bottle up some of these wide receivers as well. DJ Moore, I think, has really been able to do a great job of being able to take the pressure off of Sam Darnold. So I think that that is something that you're able to take a look at, and it intrigues you, Chuba Harbert, even though Chris, even though Tristan McCaffrey has been off the field. He's been able to give the team a little bit of something. No question, he's not Christian McCaffrey by any stretch of the imagination, but he's still been able to do a good job of being able to give this team a little bit of a steadying run game. So that has been solid. And it looks like McCaffrey seems like it's going to be something in which he might wind up being able to get back out there on the field if he does wind up playing in this game. It would probably be very, very limited, but it looks like he's probably not going to be able to give you a whole lot of lot. This is something that you want to be taking a look at moving forward because he's still, as of right now, on injured reserve. So that is one of those things in which it would wind up swaying me a little bit on this game as well. But regardless of whether McCaffrey winds up playing, if he plays on a limited basis or if he doesn't play at all, I still don't think that this should be quite a plus 425 if you take a look just below that in Falcons versus Saints, because the one that I do like the most is Texas versus Dolphins, but I don't think you're going to get a lot of points here between either of these two teams. You've got an Atlanta Falcons team that they're in just massive disarray right now when it comes to their receiving core because you had Calvin Ridley decide that he was going to be stepping away from the team for his mental health. You wish him absolutely nothing but the best, but when you take a look at the on-field product, now it's going to be the Kyle Pitts show for this team, and Kyle Pitts has been able to do a better job Recently, ever since the team wound up making the trip to London, he's been able to find himself. He wound up having 10 catches in that game against the Jets. And even in a losing effort against the Carolina Panthers, he didn't wind up having a lot of receptions. But at the same time, he was getting targeted quite a bit. You can tell that Matt Ryan is putting a little bit more faith in him. But take a look at this Falcons run game, man. They've been relying upon looks down at screen. Corderall Patterson to be able to give you carries, which that's something I never thought I'd be saying in 2021. But has been able to give this team a bit of something when it comes to the ground game, but I certainly do have my question marks there as to whether or not the Falcons are going to be able to sustain drives. You can tell that Matt Ryan, he just 
isn't necessarily the same quarterback that he used to be. He's not dealing with a lot of weapons. And when it comes to the Saints as well, they now have Jameis Winston, who is out of the fold. So that winds up throwing a big, giant wrench into things. And the offense still, even with Jameis Winston out there, you knew that it flew through Alvin Kamara. Kamara just does everything. He's able to catch balls out of the backfield. He does a good job of being able to tote the rock as well. They now have Mark Ingram back. And now that Mark Ingram trade, it looks more and more significant because now that you're having to rely upon your backup options when it comes to the New Orleans Saints, now you're going to be probably looking to utilize the ground game as much as possible. So I do think that it's a case in which the Saints are going to be able to do a good job of being able to sustain drives. I think that they're going to be able to do a nice job being able to run the ball. And with the Falcons, they're going to be airing it out a lot, which typically should lead to points. But I just think that they're going to be generally they're going to be generally unable to move the ball in general. This is a Saints team in which they have been able to upgrade their defense. Marcus Davenport has done a great job in that front seven. Even the secondary with Malcolm Jenkins being a little bit banged up. They still have guys like Marshawn Lattimore and company that should be able to take away the lack of options that the Falcons have in the aerial attack. So I take a look at Falcons versus Saints. Has some good value there, but I take a look at Texans and Dolphins. I just really don't know who's going to be able to give you much of an effort when it comes to being able to put points up on the board. But an effort that I can bank on and I can tell you is going to be very good. Taking a look at college football, when we wind up coming back from break, it is going to be a Saturday for all continental 48 states. Going to be going hard and heavy on the Saturday college college football betting board next. Right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.